Welcome to AFQ's Financial Power Podcast, building your financial power one segment at a time. And I'm your host, James Dickerson, Director of Member Experience here at Atlantic Financial. And I'm your co-host, Brian Peller, Certified Credit Union Financial Counselor and Business Development Coordinator here at AFQ. This week, we talk about Harvest Home Cleanout, how to make the most of your unwanted junk. We're talking all about it today, so let's get started. All right, Brian, this week's question comes from Dominic in Sparks. You know, he's wondering, he's got all this stuff laying around and he knows some of it's worth a little bit of money and he's trying to figure out it's fall, he's cleaning up before he gets into winter, trying to pack some things away from spring and he wants to know, how can he make a little bit of money off this stuff? You know, that's a great question because it takes us right into, um, back to budgeting and into the what happens when you need to make more money. And this is a great way to do it, right? To to uh, get rid of things that you're not using around your house. Things that maybe you just don't want to look at anymore. Um, but what it's not, what we're not going to tell you to do today is uh, try to turn this into a business and a, and a money-making venture. We're going to try to help you figure out how to get rid of some uh, stuff in your house and make some of the money back that you spent on it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's just very risky, and especially if you're in a situation where you're trying to correct your budget or make more money even, you know, because your budget's not working out to start a quote unquote business venture where you're buying things at a less expensive price and then trying to flip them to make a profit. Um, You know, that's something that you might want to think about doing if you're in a really great budgeting situation. You want to make even more money, uh, but not the best idea uh, when you're trying to make ends meet or to, you know, improve your budgeting situation. Right. You know, there are so many places to get started in this. Um, if you have things around your house, you, you know most things are worth a couple of dollars here or there. But if you have some items that you think might be worth some money, you can do some investigating and maybe go on to eBay and see what similar items are selling for. Um, you can go online and search Disney collectibles and see what, what's out there. There's books. There's all kinds of stuff if you think you have some collectible items. But I think the first place you might want to start is clean out the excess you have and maybe have a yard sale or go to a flea market. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can even go to the low-tech option if you're trying to value some of those items. You know, go to the professional. If you have records, go to your local record store or your collectible record store because – there aren't very many local record stores anymore. Uh, or if you have comic books, try and find a comic book store around you that sells collectible comics that can help you, you know, get a proper value on some of those collectible items you're trying to figure out. Yeah, that, that's a great way to do it. My wife, I'll give you a personal example. My wife, when she was a child, her father bought her an entire series of briar horses. Now, I don't know about you, Jimmy. I knew nothing about briar horses. Have you ever heard of briar horses before? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, so so these country kids used to collect model horses, and they would be like a stallion. But we're not talking like, you know, just there was just hundreds and hundreds of them. And um, what you also don't know about me, but Jimmy does, is that I like to have a yard sale two or three times a year, especially during the summer, because my wife doesn't work. She's a school teacher. Um, and I, I was going to put them out at the yard sale, and then I decided, well, maybe – we should have someone look at them. And one of them was worth $300. So I'm glad we did that. So um, I, I guess the point of the story here is if you have something that you think might be worth something, just don't go sell it uh, for a dollar or two. Uh, 
on the other hand, if you have a bunch of stuff, you just want to get rid of it and you put a dollar to it and that's all you know it's worth. Who cares, right? I mean, you got rid of the stuff, you made a couple of dollars. I and mean, we had a yard sale this summer in which we got rid of, we've, been, we've had stuff since my, my children are now adults, but from when they were teenagers, young teenagers, uh, sitting in our garage and we would put it out every year. And this year we finally just said, we just had a name your own price yard sale where people pay us whatever they wanted for things. And my wife had to learn to just say, okay, because I told her whatever anybody wanted, we were going to take, and we still made over a hundred dollars. So, and then we took the stuff and finally donated it, but was left to, uh, to Goodwill. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, if you're the type like Brian who likes to do this multiple times a year, you got to be committed to that because uh, it's packing all the stuff up. It's putting all the stuff out. It's negotiating with people on your lawn about how much they're going to pay for things that are yours uh, that become theirs. And then it's packing it all up at the end of the day uh, and doing that process over and over and over again. Um, you know, and that can be overwhelming for some folks. And I think that, you know, you need to be, you need to be realistic in your expectations of yourself. I am not the type to host a yard sale, uh, but I am the type that might sell, you know, some of my older clothes on Poshmark, you know, for, for a profit because I tend to have uh, nice clothes that I, you know, keep nice for a little while. Uh, so that's another way that you can make a little extra cash. Jimmy, what would you say is the keys to trying to sell this stuff online? I mean, especially I never heard of Poshmark. We, we obviously live in two very different worlds. You're very electronic and very, very uh, internet savvy. I am more of a, I'll have a yard sale or I'll go to a flea market and set up a table. So what, what are some of the pros to doing that, to, to doing it online? Well, I think the obvious pro is, is you're getting a wider audience. Uh, you know, it's not the people who happen to live in your neighborhood and are driving by that see you're having a yard sale. It's anybody and everybody who's looking for an item that is the one that you have. Um, but the other, the, the, you said, what are some of the tips? And I think that uh, the biggest tip I can give you would be to spend the time up front, uh, as much time up front as you can. And what I mean by that is, is write a good description of the item. Take really good photos of the item. Make sure you give as much information as you can about the item when you list it. Uh, because then if you don't, what ends up happening is either people just can keep scrolling by it because there's not enough information or the photos aren't a good quality or two, you get in this back and forth where people are asking you a whole bunch of questions about the item. Uh, and then they find out that they didn't actually want it because it doesn't meet their specifications. So giving as much information upfront as you can and taking some really good photos of your items is going to make it easier to sell online one, but two also going to make it um, uh, more appealing to folks who are looking. Yeah, that's, that's a great thought. I, I've looked through some of these um, sites. My daughter collects uh, collectible uh, antique books. And there actually is a, a site out there to sell these uh, books on. And you're right, the ones that have descriptions and pictures and close-ups of the binding and stuff like that uh, draw a lot more attention and a lot more bids than the ones that just say have a generic description and maybe just a picture from three feet away of the book. Yeah, I think that another another uh, tip would be to look around at the people who are selling items similar to yours uh, and look and see which one looks most appealing to you uh, and then sort of mimic that um, that styling or that presentation of the item because that's obviously appealing to you, which means it's going to appeal to other people as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about a, a different thing, and that is uh, pawn shops and selling things to pawn shops. Now, 
this those sometimes you can get a good price for something that's collectible at a pawn shop. Uh, I'm not a real big believer in pawn shops too much, only because you never know exactly what you're going to get there. You don't know if you're going to get someone who knows what they're talking about there. One advantage of a pawn shop is if if you're in the need of money and you think you may be able to have money coming soon and you want the item back, you know, you can give something to a pawn shop and you have, you know, a certain amount of days to, to claim it back, just so you know. So that's the only advantage to a pawn shop. I haven't spent a whole lot of time uh, dealing with pawn shops, but the couple of times I've known some uh, members who have, it's been hit or miss on getting value or not for their, for their, uh, the things they're trying to sell. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the pawn shop. Um, you know, it's convenient in the sense that you have a guaranteed buyer, essentially, who's going to buy your item and give you money for it. And you don't have to worry about uh, whether or not you're going to receive payment or, but you have to recognize that their goal is to make money off of that purchase. They're not buying it from you because they want to buy it. They're buying it from you because they're going to resell it for more. So you're sacrificing, you know, value in your item, uh, you know, for the convenience. So it really depends on what you're looking for. Absolutely. Jimmy, um, I think you've done this before. What about um, unwanted gift cards and selling those? Is there any market for that? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options, especially for the gift cards that you aren't going to use. Those are the big ones for me. Because whenever you sell a gift card, you're not selling it typically dollar for dollar. You're selling it for less. Uh, similar to the um, similar to the pawn shop, you're selling it for less money so that they can then resell it for you know a profit. But uh, if you have a gift card to someplace, you're never going to use it. You know, if you live in this state and this gift card was only for a store in another state and you're just never going to make that trip to use that gift card, then why not, you know, potentially make a profit uh, off of the gift card instead of it just sitting around in a drawer forever and ever. Uh, so there's websites you can use. Um, I, I have personal experience with a website called cardpool.com, uh, but it really just depends on what you're looking for and, you know, which ones are, are um and which ones are buying the gift cards that you're selling. That's another thing because not every website buys every kind of gift card. So sometimes you have to shop it around. Absolutely. I also wanted to quickly mention uh, another good place to sell uh, your um, items at now is uh, if you're a Facebook user, they have a Facebook marketplace. And especially if it's local, you can, you can really put things there. There's like, there's also groups like uh, um, for each like town and County have a, uh, Facebook Marketplace, so you can find some local, local um, customers. I would be careful. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't use my address when I put things there. I don't want people coming to my house. I will set up a, a meeting place somewhere else. So, because you, you don't know who you're dealing with all the time, so you just want to be careful when you do that. Yeah, definitely consideration. So we talked a little bit about selling collectibles and and other and uh, those items and the things that we think of are value and I think that that's a really great place to start. If if you're looking around your house and you're you know you're you're trying to find a way to put some extra money in your budget or earn a little extra cash, you know, start with the things that are worth the effort, right? Start with the, the try and prioritize some of the items that you want to try and get rid of. Think about the things that are worth the most and also think about the things that have the largest marketplace. Um, 
you know, you mentioned the briar, briar horses. Is that what they were called, Brian? Uh, you got you mentioned the briar horses. You know, I can't imagine there's a huge market for those, especially locally. You know, if you were selling them online, maybe there is a market I'm just unaware of that's shopping around for briar horses. But, you know, thinking about the, the, the items you have that have the largest marketplace, largest market that's looking to purchase them, that are going to give you the most return for your effort, and then working your way down from there. Uh, is the best way, in my opinion, to get started. Absolutely. And, you know, like we said earlier, um, as your junk may be someone else's treasure. So don't discount something. Uh, if you think you have something interesting, but you're just not interested in it yourself anymore, check it out. You never know what might you might find value. Absolutely. All right, Dominic. Well, I hope that this uh, this answered your question. I hope that this was helpful for you uh, to get yourself started and to, and to get things ready to go. And uh, we wish you best of luck in your sale. And Dominic, send me a list of the things you're trying to sell. I'm, I might want to buy them. <laughs> Brian does like to buy things. Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Well, that's it, AFCU family. Thank you so much for joining us today. Links for everything we discussed will be included in the episode description. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and a rating. And don't forget to follow us on social. You can submit your own question by emailing marketing at afq.org, and you might even be featured in a future episode. Join us next week as we talk about home and auto insurance, how to save some money and still be protected. We'll help you figure it out right here on AFCU's Financial Power Podcast. See you soon.